Hey, Pot Leadum listeners, Shea Kool-Aid here, and today we are still moving right along with our Cycle 3 recap, and the drama in the house is getting real. So, I wanted to keep it all in the family today, and we are kicking it with my drag daughter, Kenzie Kool-Aid. We spent a lot of time talking about Cassie, laugh as the girls go through boot camp, and jump into the YJ Stinger photo shoot. It's always great to catch up with my daughter and you are really going to enjoy this episode forever Are top model fans born or made? Hey, I'm Shea Coulee, and welcome to Wanna Be On Top, a podcast where I explore the cultural phenomenon that launched a thousand smizes. As always, I'm joined by insatiable power bottom and top model expert Maxwell Esposito. Hey, what's up, BB? Hi, Shay. It was so fun to talk to Gunnar last week. We covered yes. one of my favorite photo shoots, the Dooney and Burke photo shoot, which, you know, just forever holds a special place in my heart. And I'm really excited today because we are going to dive into some drama at home. And, you know, I love the drama and the girls this season were they just had so many problems. <laughs> they just kept fighting. You know, and I feel like that's something that, you know, we as viewers absolutely love to see. And it's always fun to watch the girls' interpersonal problems start to see how they filter into their performance in the competition. And we're really starting <laughs> to see, because, you know, we talk about this, I feel like, many times on this show. Like, the the age group that the contestants are at. And we're starting to, you know, really kind of see those those moments of, like, being... 18 to 19 to like 22, 23, 24, and like trying to assert your individuality while living in a model style apartment living situation. Totally. After Rival Girl described that, um, I was just like, dang, it really is like that. Why'd you do that, Tyra? It's funny to, it's like looking at it now, I'm like thinking about like, what girl like think about moving into the dorm room when you went to college and like what everybody's like the freshman year everybody problem everybody had with their roommate like this is very that moment like on tv i i we oh, we my god where did you I live have... at columbia did you live on campus at columbia? so yeah no um I lived on campus. I lived, uh, my freshman year, I lived at the university center on the 18th floor. Oh. Um, on, like, the northwest corner. Like, I could, like, see the, like, beautiful, like, um, um, patina, like, gargoyles on the top of the Chicago library, like, right from my room. It was giving very, like, young sex in the city, even though I was, like, in a twin bunk bed that, like shared a bathroom to like an adjoining room with like these straight boys who were like so gross because I I I I had grown up sharing um bathrooms with my sister who is like incredibly clean and so it was just like always like that was the tea there wasn't a lot of body hair everywhere so yeah there was a lot of like learning about like boundaries and different like living lifestyles and people are bound to clash the university center at columbia should be like a lesson in itself because i also live there and baby did i learn some things about some humans <laughs> in that in that place but we could save that for a different day that is a whole other thing to unpack Yes, but, you know, it is very clear that, like, the girls are, like, not getting along and they're not, like, vibing. And, you know, there's this whole thing about, like, respect that's being, like, discussed among the girls in the house, you know. And when I think of respect, I like to think of um, family, um, my close circle, um, the people that I love. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, who is somebody that, like, I respect and love and adore? And um, that is none other than my very first drag daughter, the one, the only. I'm so excited to have her today. I, I call her my baby, but she's my my oldest 
Miss Kenzie Coulet. Hey, Kenzie. Hi. Thank you so much for having me, Mama. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for oh, joining us. Yes. 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 So I'm so excited to get into it. You all uh, definitely touched on, you know, a tender part of my life, which was a college roommate moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that definitely, you know, stirred up some emotions there. Um, just to be brief, my very first college roommate had a severe drinking problem oh. in the dorms. Oh, oh no. <laughs> yes. So... It's it's like, you know, I feel like that is all part of, like, life and, like, getting out there, just, like, having those, like, almost kind of, like, roommate um, nightmares, almost, and, uh, yeah. It was a new experience and setting for him, too, so I guess that's how. (laughs) Uh, I would say, okay, so, like, collectively, I would say in the course of, like, my four years in college, I had about like one 13 roommates wow that's a lot of roommates that is a lot that is a lot lot of roommates that is a lot of different people that is a lot of living situations that's also a lot to unpack not literally because people are moving a lot but because i'm i'm concerned why are there so many people in and out of your life like that um, well, okay, so then the the first the first one was uh, the university center, so that was like these adjoining room suites. Yeah, so I that lived was like side too. so that was like four people, and then I moved to Dwight Lofts, and then that was like four people for that first semester. But then I had issues with them, and then I moved into another apartment where there was like three other people. And then my junior year, I moved into this like, and it was like honestly the coolest place like I've ever lived. Like I. Like, all my apartments still have not lived up to this. It was um, this um, penthouse condo, a very top model. Okay, it was, like, at 9th and Wabash on campus, and it was, like, on the 19th and 20th floor, okay? And so my bedroom was on, like, the top floor, and then I had a walk-in closet, and then on the edge of the closet, like, there was a bathroom on one side, and then you walk through the closet, and then there was a door, and then that door led to a stairway that went outside up to a roof where there was a hot tub. Wow. And I lived there for a whole year. How many roommates live there? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that was three. There was three of us that lived there at that point. But I'm like, for three college students to share, like, a place like that, I'm like, girl. My junior year. You've been to that my my junior year apartment, Shay. I loved Um, that place. Yeah, it had um, recessed speakers, a gas fireplace, like, wine fridge, walk-in showers. The steam shower. Yeah. That's really luxury. I did not live in any sort of place like that, but um I think sometimes it's probably like a drug front. <laughs> you know, it's just all like, hey, look, I the rent was cheap and it was way it was cheaper than it really should have been for the place at the time. And I didn't really ask any questions, but you know, I lived there and it was a fun time. And um I'm still good friends with my roommate that I lived with there, Riley. Love him dearly. He's good people. He lives out in LA. Oh, really? I, yeah. I, mm-hmm. And wherever we go, Shay, we always meet one of your roommates, no matter where we're at. Right? Okay. <laughs> See, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You do be bumping into my roommates. Everywhere. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That, you know, in that course of four years, like I had like 13 people that I like cohabitated with. So, you know, you're like bound to bump into um, an old roommate of mine, you know, no matter where you go. Got folks in Seattle, Ohio, everywhere. Okay. Anyway, so I mean, obviously, top model, you throw in a competition situation with already these uh crazy circumstances, you're going to get uh some drama. So I'm 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 curious at, at this point in time for you, Kenzie, this was September in 2004. How old were you? Wow. Uh, so uh, it's easy to gauge for me because in kindergarten it was um, the year two thousand. So I can go from there. I was oh. in fourth grade. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow. That, that really hurt. That really I know. Hurt. Ouch. You know what hurts Ouch. is my partner was born in two thousand. So that hurt. I was already <laughs> in kindergarten. So. My partner that was hurt. working the door at an event, and we were trying to figure out what 
what year we needed to see the ID was, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's 2000. So if you were born in 2000, you are legally allowed to be in a bar right now. And my whole head flipped over three times. Yeah, Um, a chill just ran up and down my spine. That's wild, 2000. Okay, so eighth grade, eighth grade, grade, or fourth grade, fourth grade, eight years old, fourth grade, whatever. (laughs) What was going on? Oh my! So I'm like, were you even watching Top Model at this point? Were you even? I actually, I don't think I caught it on. I don't think I caught it on cable until uh, Naima season, actually. The, okay, so the just the following, season. yeah, the yeah. following season. Yeah, yeah. I, I had a little box TV in my room, and yes. what I I grew up watching Drag Race and Top Model mostly <laughs> on that little 12 inch box TV. See the, I remember the seeing Dita Ritz like scoot across my little screen with the cable hooked up in the back. <laughs> Come on, Scoot. <laughs> yes. yes. But that's you know what? It's it's funny because season um four uh was the first well, season four of Drag Race was the first one that I watched like as it aired. Um, and I also loved season four of America's Next Top Model as well. I mean, because there was I feel like there's something around those like three and fourth seasons of like shows where I feel like they really start to like click in, you know, we're really starting to see like top model here in season three, like kind of like shift it like into third gear. Uh-huh. Oh my God. Look at me making that comparison to like driving a car while also making comparisons to drag race. Get it? Wow. That's see a full circle. Did you did I'm, that. Yes. I'm oh, beef the ocean. Um, <laughs> but oh yeah, I God. definitely agree. It felt like a, a sort of like dawning of um, of like CW was huge at, at kind of around that time. It, it felt like a yeah. dawning of reality television. Like we had Real World was kind of tapering out, I guess. Mm-hmm. And you know, we were getting the newer shows like um, you know Drag Race, Top Model, and. Um, MTV and VH1 had all these crazy like one-offs and Bad Girls Club was The Real Housewives also started around this time Yeah. yeah and a lot of these you know reality shows of the time you know we're really like looking at like the early 2000s and like even just like in the context of like competition a lot of them were either like extreme survivalists or um like love or romance based you know um The Next Bus yeah (laughs) oh my god the next bus okay so next podcast we're gonna start reviewing next because that's something that needs to be unpacked we really need to unpack that (laughs) um my parent it's on paramount plus we should really go in Oh my, wait, Next is on Paramount Plus? Oh yes. gosh. Okay, well now I need to subscribe. Not that, you know, I'm, well, yes, well now I just absolutely have to. Yeah. Paramount Plus, you got me. You don't tell anybody that the reason that I subscribed for Paramount Plus wasn't for uh, Drag Race All-Stars, <laughs> but for Next. I won't tell anybody for sure. I won't say a word. Um, but look, I'm someone who's driven by nostalgia. Look at this whole podcast. Totally. Uh, did you? What's your favorite part of season three? Like over the whole thing, we're talking about one episode today. But do you have like a favorite moment of the whole thing? Uh, yeah, um, definitely the way that Yaya spoke to the judges and like uh, conducted herself in these like really high stress situations. You could tell she had eyes on her in all other directions off of the screen. Mm-hmm. You can tell that she was interpreting it and like taking the time to choose her words wisely. And that was really the first kind of time I, I noticed that stick out in a contestant or anyone really in a in a show like that, like a live like um, reality television situation. You know what? That you're you you're really onto something there, Kinsey. Because I really do like hearing you say that. It is really profound in the way that Yaya was kind of the first contested that we see being self-aware and uh 
the way that I felt like they tried to almost like break her from that and shift her own perspective of herself and her being such a young woman being 21 years old and firmly knowing exactly who she is and where she comes from and being like confident in that. I think it kind of shook some of these like production people because I feel like at this time in the early 2000s, they were really just dealing with a lot of like, I mean, forgive me, but a lot of reality contestants were kind of, you know, idiots that were easily, you know, molded or taken advantage of. And Yaya was not that girl. She would absolutely not give him that. Yeah, that was that definitely would make- impactful. Sorry, Maxwell. No, that's okay. I was going to say, maybe that's why they picked on her dancing so much, was they were like, because she was so self-aware, they were like, well, what is, like, what can we say? Like, oh, Mm -hmm. she dances too much. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm very hung up on that. I'm very hung up on why they gave her such a hard time, because they thought she was so beautiful in all those photos. Yeah. So it seems so silly to be so, such a hater on her amazing dancing ability. Yes. Okay, so we're going to take a little break. But then when we come back, we're going to start getting uh, deeper into this episode and uh, this photo shoot. We'll be right back. Hey y'all, we are back here with my daughter, Kenzie, and we are discussing some of our favorite highlights and also the photo shoot for this week's episode of America's Next Top Model Cycle 3. Now, Kenzie, we've been talking about how much drama we've seen here in Cycle 3 from the girls. We were talking about our own little roommate dramas and woes. And uh, Maxwell, just update us where everybody is at personally in... The top model house. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, we're dealing kind of with Cassie today. Today is a heavy Cassie storyline day. She is, um, you know, struggling with some eating issues. And we start the episode by Tyra coming to the house and surprising all the girls with a chat about eating diets and the pressures of being a model. The house has been really focusing on Cassie's weight and Cassie's eating. So Tyra brings in Kate Dillon, who is a plus size model and, uh, Joy Bauer, who is a, a nutritionist. And they come to talk about their experience with diets, models, and eating. Okay, so I think that this is like a really important conversation to have with these girls because, again, they are so young and so impressionable. And it's pretty obvious that a lot of them are dealing with a lot of insecurities while being in the competition. Um, Kinsey, uh, do you think the way that uh, the girls and the way that production handled um, Cassie's situation was appropriate? I mean, I know I have my own um, opinions, but... Yeah, so uh, I I believe the episode prior, Amanda was the one who brought it to the attention of everyone in the house. Um, and I I think that Cassie, when she found out that everyone re- like knew about this secret sh- she had, I thought she conducted herself really well. She didn't, she didn't lash out emotionally and she kind of expressed what she was dealing with i don't think that production did a good job because they kind of curated the the mini challenges around around different instances 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 to to take care of your body but not addressing the one at hand that she was particularly dealing with they Mm -hmm. went into kind of this running running mini challenge about Mm -hmm. uh, running up a staircase and posing at the top (laughs) i love that mini challenge so much (laughs) yeah we're gonna get into that today too that's a doozy (laughs) but it's it's just like okay this challenge is kind of shaped to address body types and fitness and but we're not addressing like what they ate beforehand to get them through this challenge you know yeah. It's like making the right <clears throat> decisions to like get you through the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we already know that those girls were not getting fed in that house. So. Yeah, she was fighting over instant brownies, like, and, and they expected to run up a building the next day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
sustenance, please. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I watched uh, the what was that Tomb Raider that came out like last year or so? Was not Angelina? Oh, we watched right? that together. We went to yeah. Yeah, and yes, okay, look, she ate two canned peaches and did all the stunts in that movie. So the fact that Cassie couldn't run up those stairs after um, some carb-free brownies, I don't know. It's lost on me. Yeah, Yeah, and we already know Beyonce lives on a diet of, like, water and lettuce and, like, an apple. And she uh, does those shows, so, I mean. Lemons and cayenne and maple syrup. Oh, right, sorry, my bad. a, A better job of, like, actually helping the psychological aspect of what she was dealing with, you know? And that's the thing. I feel like nutrition is also like a very like psychological thing. And I feel like too, it's more than just like a one-off conversation with someone that's just all like everything in moderation. It's like, you really have to understand that eating has patterns. Um, And with anyone who's struggling with any kind of eating disorder, you have to be able to really kind of, um, build healthy patterns and give that person like the tools to like curb like those 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 tendencies to to want to make unhealthy decisions so I feel like just having a specialist come and kind of like give like a really broad scope to like everybody in the room is like the sentiment is kind of there but it's not really helpful to anybody I don't know any like real usable um tools Cassie was able to get from that you yeah, know. at that point, she's just even more self-aware and self-conscious that she can't even deal with the competition. She's just folding in on herself because you now she's worried about what all the other girls think at this point. I, <clears throat> I also, there's something that I notice with Cassie a lot is like, it's weird how, I don't know, because I feel like she, there, there, I see different sides because you know there's a point where Cassie says on the phone to her boyfriend you know they made me tell them you know about her eating um which would make folks believe that you know production was just like you know you need to be like open with this eating disorder but also you know I feel like there there were moments where she made jokes about like going to like throw up or be sick and so it's just like when someone kind of like plants these seeds amongst like the contestants it's just all like um how are people supposed to you know uh react and and this isn't like i don't want to sound even like i'm um blaming someone who's struggling with an eating disorder because you know i know i have my own history as well it's just like <clears throat> they don't I felt like the right environment i, I felt like cassie would kind of hope. Exactly. She would kind of like make these like cries for help. Um, And I felt like no one knew, like you said, how to like really facilitate the proper environment to get the help that she needs. And I think that the question kind of comes back is like, was that really ever, was that really the goal? Was that really ever their goal? You know, it's just like, because can someone really focus on that type of of healing and growth while also being in such like a grueling reality competition at the same time. It's just so like, I felt like having that nutritionist come in was just kind of like them trying to put a little bandaid on what was actually like a much bigger issue for Cassie. Yeah. I think they tried to, you know, um, kind of kill two birds with one stone too, with mm-hmm. kind of addressing um, Takara the way they'd mishandled Takara incredibly this entire <sighs> season. They definitely tried to just, you know, two birds, one stone, that situation. Uh-huh. It's like, no, these are, you know, these are all different people here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it, it also kind of seems because, you know, on this episode as well, like Cassie really, she can't catch a break because, you know, Amanda first, you know, talks about how messy all the girls are and how she's constantly cleaning up, you know, and how Cassie is apparently the messiest of the girls and you know she made her brownies and she left her mess out that the girls didn't like so then Anne and Eva thought it'd be okay to like you know write in there with a knife clean your shit and it causes a lot of drama and for I feel like for Cassie especially you know as someone who's like struggling with these things it's just so like food I feel like for anybody it's just like really personal you just like don't go and like touch people's 
food, you know? And I think Anne comes from this environment of like sports and like sport, what is considered to be sportsmanship and locker room type of like hazing type of behavior that she probably is just all like, I don't understand. And it's just all like, that's not Cassie's experience. So like, uh, like Anne was, sh- you could tell Anne was shook <laughs> that Cassie like went off the way that she did. But I mean, I, I totally understand why she would be like upset about that. I, 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 see both sides but there's no reason why you would go and you know knife somebody's card free brownies mutilate yeah. them yes yeah. of communication at all no. <laughs> even if you write it in the in the brownies <laughs> like it you seems could... like this whole experience for Anne has been very jarring and like almost like a introduction to human 101 for her like even like the part with the ho- you know picking the beds where she was uh-huh. like wait you guys aren't going to listen to me and everybody was like no, we're not. We picked our beds. Grow up. <laughs> like yeah. yeah. And I feel like it is kind of a, about that like abrasiveness that like Anne has that she doesn't understand quite yet how to to curb that, you know. She's just really just in your face and sometimes it's just all like, "Anne, chill." And Eva as well. Yeah. See, where I feel, it, and, and it's, yeah, Eva, see, for me, it's just all, like, Eva's an instigator, whereas, like, Anne is the aggressor, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I felt, like, very much, like, Eva was, like, yeah, you should do it, but then when they asked her, she was, like, I don't know. Because she, she was didn't just do all, it. like, she's, like, I didn't, I, didn't, do it. I didn't write in those brownies, no. If she I, ever gets I did caught, though, she'll in cry them. and fall on her sword so fast. <laughs> <laughs> um... But yeah, no, it's just, it, it, it does. It, it, it is kind of just like one of those situations where you're watching people from like different circumstances truly clash and all under this like microcosm um, pressure cooker. And, you know, speaking of pressure, you know, we talk a, a lot about the pressure of looking right in the modeling industry. So Tyra, she sends the girls to meet Leif Wade, who is a personal trainer at Bootcamp Gym. He is going to teach the girls about fitness and such as, in this lesson, they are learning about tenacity and how to model, not model, model through it. Okay, so when they leave Captain Wade at Bootcamp, he says that they will see him again. Dun, dun, dun. And then they're taken to another building and met by Captain Wade again. And, uh, he is there to issue the challenge at hand, which is that they have to run up 14 flights of stairs to the rooftop of this building. And little did they know that waiting for them at the top would be a surprise photo shoot. Bam. Why'd you do that, Tyra? Kenzie, how do you think you would handle this challenge, boo? Wow. Well, <laughs> I, um, I'm, you know, I'm a drag queen, so <laughs> if you don't know... We get up there and buck for 15, <laughs> up to 15 minutes at a time mm-hmm. uh, in a costume, you know, in a, in a very hot room. So there's no oxygen in the room. So I might be really fit for this. And I used to run cross country as a kid. Like if it would rain, they would make us practice in the staircase at the school. Like I've done hey. this before. right? <laughs> And oh, so you know, I play the girl. photo shoot too. Like, sweat looks hot on an HD camera. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Those girls looked were not happy to get up to the top no. of the stairs. I mean, there were no yeah. brownies at the top. <laughs> no brownies at the top. I mean, even the fitness girls were not happy when they saw that photographer. Anne and Yaya both were like, "Oh no! Oh, oh no!" <laughs> um, I loved that. I loved. How immediately when she saw the camera, um, Eva just like gagged, just was like, <laughs> she started throwing yeah. up. <laughs> they were like, oh, great, you have a photo shoot. <laughs> like, just fully. She said, no. Yeah. <laughs> it, I was definitely just reminded of, you know, me take, like, coming off of the stage of a performance and a fan asking to take a photo. Can we, can we please take a picture? Yeah, right. It's very that energy. It's giving very that. All right, right now, this very instant now. Um, uh, Maxwell, how do you think that you would do in this uh, challenge up the 14 flights of stairs? 
18 year old Maxwell or 20 anywhere under 25 no nowadays I think I'd handle it I'd be able to get to the top I'd be like yes I'm doing it right now let's do it but no an 18 20 year old Maxwell no ma'am I'd be like I'm hungover is there not an elevator <laughs> that's so funny because I feel like I was I was going to say the opposite for me Yes. Just because, funny that we were, like, talking about, like, dorm living earlier. I lived on the 18th floor of the university center. And there was one time I had to, like, turn in this final um, by, like, 2 p.m. And I remember finishing, like, my lunch and going to take the elevator up. And, like, they were all down. And I literally had to run up 16 flights up to the 18th floor to, like, get my uh, uh, final and then go all the way back down. And then on that big city campus to go turn in my new millennium studies final which i don't even remember what that was now the worst <laughs> class ever Thinking over it. <laughs> end of the world and i you can't, can't believe you just it. said new millennium studies to me the trauma i'm having right now anybody who went to columbia college in chicago will know and anybody i'm sorry for anybody who didn't you're gonna be like what but it was the most for millennials because this is pretty much around the time we were going there the most bizarre it was the most millennial class you could probably imagine and i would try to describe it to you but i don't know what that class was i think i tried to black it out do you remember kenzie um, she was an saic i went to yeah oh. i was saic girl my bad well, i you know we were on the same bullshit if so. any if anybody could um give us a description of new millennium studies please write in to be on top pod at gmail.com because we would truly like to read it. Um, and I would love anybody... to know if they still teach it. Because now that like Gen Z's in college, is it uh, generational Z studies? Z st- like, what yeah. Is <laughs> what is that entry level class that they make you take with people and talk about like philosophy and points of view and such? I heard is somebody like call them trying? Zoomers now. They're called Z- Zoomers. Zoomers. The younger generation is Zoomers. Okay, Zoomer. Yeah, I like it. I see. I, is that real? Are they claiming that? Or is that supposed to be us being shady? Because I'm not trying to be shady. I Let heard Z-Way know. say it, so. Oh, so if Z-Way said it, it's okay. Okay, so then, yeah. No, we could totally call them Zoomers. All right, Great, awesome. I think that's a fair role to have, too. Yes. Um, were any of you guys surprised nobody quit? Like, couldn't you just see one of those girls being like, no, ma'am? Oh, Probably Jennifer or Kelly. <laughs> Jennifer with a PH didn't make it to this round. She got sent home last week. Oh. <laughs> Poor yeah, Jennifer I just wasn't with a PH. feeling that entire situation. But poor Kelly, I thought she was so stunning, and I just wish they like encouraged her a little more because she she could have done so well. We were literally talking about this as well about you know Kelly they she just needed to be nurtured because they didn't understand the unique situation that Kelly came from. And it came off as being snobby just because, you know, she spoke of her wealth right out the bat, but she was somebody who really just like needed to, to, uh, she just needed a little bit more compassion in my opinion. Totally. Encouragement. She said, I remember too. She said she just didn't want to be told she was doing well if she wasn't. And they were just telling her she was doing fine. And just yeah. basically. And how do you and expect was, someone to grow from that? Exactly. And then when she asked for the for the truth, and then they got mad and they were just almost, it was like they flipped the script and then were just like, okay, well, they won't just attack you. And it was like, I don't think that's what she was asking for either. I, I don't think Kelly wanted y'all to break her down. She just wanted you to give her like true advice and direction. But you know, sometimes it's, it's, it's weird because modeling is one of those things where it's not like there's like a language for it really, you know, in the same way that you have to communicate about dance, even though I hate to use that as an example because they use that as a huge an critique an- for Yaya. But an anti-example you know, really. Yeah. But it's just all like, you're trying to communicate something to someone and you want this model to interpret it physically there. You you have to find ways to communicate with them. And when it comes to directing a model, each and every person is different and you kind of have to pay attention to, uh, you know, those, those unique qualities 
in a model. You can't just kind of say the same things to each girl and expect to get, you know, um, impeccable results. And I think that that's sometimes where the frustration would come in because it would feel as though, you know, they just couldn't figure out how to really, you know, make that communication happen. So for the challenge, Miss Yaya, she comes out on top. She stunts on the girls and picks Takara to share her prize, which is a great spa day. And, you know, we have a really nice moment with Takara and Yaya enjoying a meal. And Yaya opens up about how the judges are too critical of her dancing. Um, do you think that this is uh, a problem, Kizzy? Or do you think that this is something that just the judges are just picking on her for? I, I think that uh, the timing was a problem because the week before that I'm not sure if anyone remembers, but they told her to tone that kind of dancing energy down uh-huh. and, you know, gave them a challenge that she would excel in with her dancing energy the following week. Uh-huh. So I thought it was, you know, definitely important. A, an important takeaway was to know when to play the card, not even based off of, you know, other people's, what would they expect but just you know own your talents and know when they're applicable absolutely amen well on that note we are going to take a quick break and then when we come back we're going to just jump right into this yj stinger photo shoot we'll be right back are back and we are talking about this dramatic ass episode of America's Next Top Models and the girls get ready to do a really fun photo shoot for this episode for YJ Stinger Energy Drinks. Mm. YJ Stinger Energy Drinks. Where are they now? I mean, this was such a time for energy drinks. It was such a it was such a time for energy drinks. And I love that YJ Stinger, like, see, see and this is where, um, I feel like this is where uh, Top Model was getting really smart with, like, their branding, right? Uh, they were like, okay, well, if we just kind of, you know, come together with this energy drink, because, like, you know, they'll throw us some coins to help produce this photo shoot. We'll just come and it's like, you know air hanger moment like it, it it just you were starting to see where they were being like really um clever in this way so uh maxwell can you remind us everything about what we're about to see at this photo shoot yes so after the girls lose the photo shoot and have to walk home they get home and find some tyra mail um and it says oh you mean the not the photo shoot i think you mean the challenge well it was the challenge but it was the photo shoot so they oh the the photo shoot challenge got got you my bad that's okay i mean i i i appreciate it um yeah, so they get the Tyra Mail, and the Tyra Mail, it says, Lights, camera, action. Tomorrow, get a jump start on your day. Be ready at 7.30 in the morning. The girls are taken to this aircraft carrier and are met by Mr. J, and Mr. J tells the girls they're they are going to, you know, they have a hard time posing on the ground, and then they are going to now have a harder time because they're going to be posing in the air. The girls are told they're going to be doing a high-flying photo shoot for YJ Stinger. Yeah, so... Of course, this is a little joke on all the girls. As we find out, they will be jumping on a trampoline and being photographed by Sasha Flagging. This photo shoot concept is, to me, really, really cool. Um, Kenzie, are, are you afraid of heights? Are you down with, like, you know, getting up high and bouncing around? Totally. I love being and getting high. Um, <laughs> 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 It runs in the family. Yes. Um, But I love heights. I grew up, you know, riding roller coasters. I love, you know, cliff climbing and, you know, all the trails up the mountains and all that good stuff. But I love heights. I'm I'm not one to be able to do flips and and things on on, um, trampolines just because Mm -hmm. the clearance doesn't sit right with me. I'm too (laughs) close to the ground. 
<laughs> but if I skydive or something, I'll do a flip. I have, you know, some time before I'm going to hit the ground. You know what? Honestly, I it really does depend on the trampoline. I went to a trampoline gym once and um I tried it, it, like like depending on like how tight the trampoline is, like it'll bounce you higher. So there are these ones that are like knit a little bit like looser. And when you like slowly jump on them, like you get so high. Like I I, I, I want to say like my feet were at least like 15 to 18 feet off of the ground. It was insane. Scary. My stomach would just drop. It was because once I started building momentum, it was getting higher. I was like, well, how do I um, get down? <laughs> how do i slow this down yeah they were like so just stop pointing your toes and i was like i don't know how um Again, so. <laughs> I don't know how. every time i'm on a trampoline i think of this photo shoot same I just, like wanna what same oh, fun- a little yj stinger to like hold out you know for good old sasha flagging to photograph yes and also like the styling in this photo shoot i feel like um is very like um like in the vein of like Kinsey Coulee, like we're getting like this tool, we're getting this fun yes. fashion makeup, like especially like Aunt, like Aunt, yeah, and then like Anne's little leather moment that's just like the strap, like over like the boob, you know. Yeah. I love the makeup and hair on Anne, but this this pose is just not it. <laughs> Oh, oh yes yes we'll break it down let's get you know what let's just start going right in here and start going into these photos because you know there there is this moment where uh jay is giving a pet talk and it seems like kelly interrupts and asks for a little bit of extra help and i i want to know do you feel like um Kelly is extra for wanting extra help in this situation because, you know, it seems like there's a lot on the line for her in this moment. Yeah, I think she's she was completely valid in like expressing what she needed at the photo shoot to feel supported. And I think, you know, of course, as they do, they ran with it and used it against her. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Poor baby. Poor baby. I definitely think the second mm -hmm. look that she put on worked better because you know this season was notorious for having garments that didn't fit the models i know you (laughs) know she got a second look and she did the best she could i thought Um, absolutely goodness okay so let's just get into these photos at panel okay so we arrived that night to see tyra banks looking incredible okay she tells the girls that they will be critiqued on their rooftop photo shoot with captain wade and their yj stinger shots but i really don't want to critique those cruel photos so let's just get into these glamour shots first all right so we have miss eva eva she gave energy. Sasha said that she didn't give a lot of variety. And that panel, Janice thinks her photo is beautiful. And they love that she looks tall. What do you think? I think she looks pretty tall here. The garment is gorgeous. It is this sheer rouged pink uh, corseted gown with like um, a black sheer striping horizontally around the, the train of the gown. It's gorgeous. It looks airy. And she looks, she's glowing. Um, Her arms extended all the way out. She uses a a huge amount of the frame for being so tiny. Mm -hmm. Even her pinkies pointed. Yeah. The the one thing that I would have done to just like switch this up, because they felt that it made her look tall, if she would have just like extended one leg down. Yeah, you know, and like point her toe, not both of them. Yeah, uh huh. Like that would have just like you know lengthened her out a little bit. But I do gigantic. Uh huh. I love the hair. It's giving me very um, Jada Essence Hall stars and stripes. Um, (laughs) And I, I, I love it. I think that she looks fabulous. She's looking out. It's gorgeous. Yes. Okay. Next up, we have Amanda. At the shoot, Sasha loved Amanda. She said she looked like a dancer, and it really rubbed Yaya the wrong way. Jay pulled her aside and let her know that she was the only girl to nail it. And at panel, they said it was gorgeous, a classic and timeless look in the photo, 
And the photographer said that she was the best. Um, how do you feel about Amanda in this competition at this point? You know, I fell in love with Amanda um, originally when I was a kid watching the show because her story just like just stuck to my heart as uh-huh. a kid. Just knowing that, you know, by the time I graduated high school, I was I I'm, I wasn't sure like where she would be in her life. And it was it always stuck to me. Something I always kind of Google like sometimes like, you know, how's Amanda? Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> no, honestly, I've done it like so much. But um, you know, we love to catch up on the where are they now. But I yes. love Amanda um from the moment she did that portrait in episode, I think one or two with the ice blue. Yes. Mm-hmm. Eyes, it, just, it it just touches like my heart. Like she just and then the the story behind it too, where she's like, oh her eyes. And, I don't know. I eat it up. No, 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 no. <laughs> yes um i'm living for this pose i wish the toe was pointed but you know that's something that i always will say and um yeah it, besides it, that though, i great. don't think i can't remember any more impactful shoots though maybe like the insect one yes absolutely portrait. Always, yeah. Insect portraits um, the on the streets in Tokyo, Dooney and Burke. The Tokyo mm-hmm. one too with the bike. Oh man. Oh yes. Uh, yeah, that was also it. the one with the Nokia phones. Yeah. Even though they didn't Amanda really eats. nail that, but you know, she, she I mean, eats. she she really did. I mean, I feel like she was definitely like light years ahead of everybody in this competition at this point. Yeah, she yes. was older too. Yes. She okay, so idea. next up we have Nicole. So on set, Nicole said that it was fun and that she felt that she was able to give lots of variety. Um, In that panel, the judges loved it. Tyra thinks it's fierce and she loves the originality and the way that she showed the drink. Um, uh, I don't know about you, but I feel like um, Nicole really stepped out in this one. Like this is, to me, like I was like, that's, the shot that's the energy that's what i'm looking for very wicked you can see her personality coming through it's mm-hmm. very rock star and mm-hmm. yeah and also I, yeah the way that she's holding the product too is like really like where where it's at she's very clever with it i love it this is on the product and yeah, i love that you can see kind of through the course of this competition um, that Nicole and I and Tyra does call attention to it. She holds a lot of attention in her pinky. She's very pinky up when she poses, and I love how posh she is. <laughs> yeah, in her first photo shoot, Jay was like, uh-huh. "Every photo, you're pinky." <laughs> um. Okay, so let's move on from Nicole on to Yaya because you know we were kind of discussing. Um, this moment a little bit uh, more, but I want to get into it, you know, because she was nervous going into this photo shoot, um, being a dancer, um, and she was trying to avoid showing any sort of quote-unquote danceration. Top model facts. Um, And Jay said that she took panel's advice too seriously. And I think that that kind of aligns with what uh, you were saying earlier, Kenzie, about knowing... Um, when to apply those critiques and and when to use it. And she took it a little bit too seriously. And and in this moment, she kind of um, shot herself in the foot because that panel, you know, they told Yada that was not working. And she went on to say that, you know, she really went into the shoot telling herself not to show uh, Dancer. And uh, Tyra agreed in that she said it was a bad choice and that there's an art in taking notes. Um, (laughs) I do think they definitely tried to confuse her with the, um, the timing of it all. mm -hmm. Yeah, no. Tyra told her when we say less dancer, we mean less Cirque du Soleil and more couture. Tyra Tidbit. Which still, I don't know what that... I'm just so tickled that she said there is an art to taking notes. <laughs> like I would really love to take a class from Tyra in taking notes because it seems like she's got a lot of them. She does. You know, I'm I'm sure Tyra is uh 
got a special little notepad just for all of her notes. Note for um, her notes. A note for her notes, yes. Um, uh, Takara. Think, uh-huh. uh, well, before we move from Yaya, I think yeah. for her final frame, um, you know, she, you can see the dancer movement in it. And it's just, she she lost her model aspect uh-huh. because she's completely blocking her face in the frame. Uh-huh. Even if you're going to integrate your move, your dancing movements, you still have to do the model aspect and know what you need to do, which is not block your face. Yeah. And also <laughs> show the product, which is not what is happening. Yeah. I don't um, see the product. Anymore. Yeah. She's holding it um, in the background versus the foreground, which yes. Well, um, Next, we have Takara. Yeah, girl. You know, Takara, she got some praise on set. And that uh, panel, Nole said that she looked like a raging bull. Kate Dillon told her, you have what a lot of plus-size girls have, which is a sense of freedom in their body. And that energy shows through. Um, question, do we, do we feel that um, Takara was this week's best photo? I, I don't think it was the best frame, but in relation to, to her report card, I can't say, you know, because I know they make decisions based off of, you know, how well someone's or how badly someone's done the week prior and how, how much they've grown. Mm-hmm. That always comes into play, but it's not my favorite frame this week. No, not mine either. Who would you say was your favorite? My favorite... Let's see. None of them. <laughs> I'm just scrolling through. I mean, Amanda's is really striking. Yeah, Amanda's is solid, and Nicole's has flavor. And Eva's, the top, like honestly, the the first ones we went over are my favorite. Yeah, for me, it's gonna be Nicole. I would have given Nicole um top two to the week. She sold me. I want that YJ Stinger. She looks like she's flying. Yes. Okay, and so we also have some other gals. Our 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 bestie Norel. Yeah, we was, love her. We love Norel. Um, she's the girl. She is. She was um getting coached um by Eva. And Sasha said that she is skinny and bony and it might be hard to get a good shot from her in this challenge. And that panel, the judges are really impressed with how beautiful it is. The guest judge, Kate Dillon, said, it's amazing she kept that beauty in her face with such an intense pose. I don't see it. I don't understand there's I no don't. muscle um, strength in this photo. Like she's tension, not, like, tension, nothing. She's literally flailing. Her just face like is beautiful, though. Like the zoom in on it is striking. I could see coming is from she, like. But the is she smizing? Is of... she smizing? Is That's there a, a smile? Question. Or did we just happen to catch a face at a really beautiful angle, beautiful moment? Because like. Like she's wincing. It's very fair. I do not think the intent is there. You're right. So it's We're a gonna eat her up. We yeah. hate it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Next up, we have Cassie. Um, the judges love this for some reason. Yeah, I don't know why the judges love this. Um. Janice said she looks like a scarecrow, uh, which is kind of accurate. I. She's giving me um, the the tree witch in Dead by Daylight. Um, that's what I'm getting. <laughs> it's it's it. reminding me of when she was in Jamaica and Mr. J was like, give me animalistic. And she was like, I don't know how. Wow. <laughs> like, and put her paws up. Like, Why have wow. I seen a baby queen in this look, though? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We all have seen a baby queen in this look. This is very um, Halloween- um, is my first night out in drag. Um, Very, I didn't have a costume, so I'm just this. Yes. She's like, I'm a gothic Lolita. Edgy. edgy. I'm edgy. Okay. Um, well, I mean, I feel like that's all 
on yeah, Anne. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on to Anne. Anne was very aggressive on the trampoline. She hurt herself. You know, she skinned her. Well, she skinned a lot of areas like elbows and chin and things like that. And Jay said that she was a flop. Literally. <laughs> and at the at panel, the photo uh, scares Nome. Um, he says that he thinks it's sad because she's so beautiful in person. And sad. <laughs> sad. So sad. Um, yeah, I mean, it's really not doing anything i um love ann's outfit ann's outfit is probably my favorite we've lost it based on her pose here i know i know see the details it's giving very um fifth element yes but all black with a little bit of red Mm -hmm. so um lilu meets ruby rose or (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah you know definitely not a good shot for man and i feel like at this point in the competition the judges are you know starting to get frustrated because they they see you know this potential and is such a, a a beautiful young woman but it's really not um really she's not able to really channel or translate anything you know to project anything at this point and it all just seems very like blah um so moving on from Anne, uh, we have Kelly, who on set had lots of wardrobe malfunctions. Um, Jay says that she's very insecure and it shows. And Kelly has a breakdown on set because she just doesn't know why she's there. And it, it was, it's really hard to watch because, you know, you have someone who is very earnest in their desire to improve and be better. And they just like, don't understand why they're like not getting the support that they, they, they want and need. And, um, at panel, Nigel says that he feels like her shot is too contrived. Um, and she she says that she owns an art gallery and Janice asks if she's ever heard of expressionism. And it just is like, I know it's just all like, uh, poor Kelly, you uh, know. Oh, was she like nineteen? Yeah, she was. She's, like, she's nineteen. Oh, yeah. Wow. I, you know, not only was she in a garment that didn't fit her body around complete strangers at nineteen, mm-hmm. just jumping up and down and not feeling like anything was secure. secure. Yeah, that can just take you out, and then having the criticism in your other ear, having the other girls watch you from the side, mm-hmm. it's too much. Yeah. You too, know, too the artist, the art director's job is to keep things on track and mm-hmm. not to, you know, get into people's head and make them doubt themselves. But again, that's what we have in a lot of these situations. Yes. And so I, at this point, it's finally time for our girl Kelly to go. And um, I think it really just like honestly was a moment for her to be able to exhale because the show just really seemed to stress her out. Um, but I think about her anytime anyone asks me where I get my pants from. He can't help it. They're Gucci. I can't help that they're Gucci. Um, That is all (laughs) the time that we have for today. But don't fret. So annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Gucci jokes. So irritating. Where to sign off? (laughs) Love it. Let's go shopping. I know. Let's go shopping right before our next episode, which will be on Thursday. We will have Kenzie back here with us to let us know about how she's holding things down in Chicago this summer and uh, what we can also look forward to from uh, our good old girl, Kenzie Kule. Kenzie, did you have fun? Absolutely. This was such a great chat and it was great catching up with Maxwell as well. Yes. Always okay. great to see you. Can you please tell our listeners where they can find you online? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, um, at Kenzie Kule, as well as Venmo, PayPal, Kenzie Kule, all of that, you know? And as well as our website, MaisonKoolet.com. 
Yes. Boom. Well, thank you everyone so much for listening. And please remember, if you have any top model facts or questions for Maxwell and me, our guests, or you even just want to say hi or you know what New Millennium Studies is and can give us a solid explanation, please send us an email to beontoppod at gmail.com. And remember to subscribe to Wanna Be On Top wherever you listen and make sure to rate and review the show. It helps us grow. I'm Shay Coulet. And I'm Max Wasposito. And as always, the question remains, Wanna, wanna Be, be on, on Top? Want to Be On Top is not endorsed by America's Next Top Model or any other show's creators, producers, or distributors. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. America's Next Top Model and all names, pictures, audio, and video clips are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and or copyright holders. Want to be on top? Forever. <laughs> to listen to Want to Be On Top? ad-free and Monday early. Sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Make sure to follow at Forever Dog Team and at Mom Podcasts on social and rate and review Wanna Be On Top? Five stars on Apple Podcasts. Yes, bitch, I said five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wanna Be On Top is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom, hosted by Shea Coulee, produced by Maxwell Esposito, editing and sound design by Will Pitts, executive produced by Willem Belli, Big Dipper, Alaska Thunderfuck, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. 